0: Hello and welcome to Enneagram Ish, where we talk honestly about the Enneagram, growth, and the ugly, messy, wonderful art of living. My name is Valentine, and I'll be your host. Hey friends, and welcome back to episode 11. One of the things that initially sold me on the Enneagram was the idea of stress and growth lines. I think they're great because they add important nuance to the system by recognizing that life is dynamic and that we behave differently under different circumstances. Now, if you look at the figure of the Enneagram, you'll see that each number has two lines shooting out of it. These are the stress and growth lines, also known as the lines of integration and disintegration. Today, I want to discuss stress lines, so let's get into it. What is a stress line? Well, the theory goes that when a type is in moments of stress or uncertainty, or when they're not getting their needs met, they'll begin to act out the behaviors associated with their stress point. So a normally friendly and polite 2, when super stressed out and not able to cope normally, may begin to behave more like a direct and forceful 8, because that's their stress line. I appreciate this part of the enneagram because it's real. The person that you are when you have a ton of demands on you, when you're in a high-stakes situation and you're not confident of the outcome, that person is very different from the person you are on vacation. It's an extreme example, but studies do show that when we're in extreme stress, our quote-unquote survival brain actually takes in information and makes decisions differently. Our posture changes, even our voice changes. And if you've ever worked in an environment that sort of gathers people who are in their worst moments, like in the medical field, in immigration, or in the homelessness or criminal justice system... You know that you just see a completely different side of people, and I appreciate that the enneagram system recognizes this. So what are the different types stress lines? Well, the theory goes that in stress, type 1 goes to type 4, type 4 goes to type 2, type 2 goes to type 8, type 8 goes to type 5, and type 5 goes to type 7, and then type 7 goes to type 1, rinse and repeat. Types 3, 6, and 9 are in a special triangle in the enneagram figure, so they go to each other in the following format. Type 9 goes to type 6, type 6 goes to type 3, and type 3 goes to type 9. That's a lot of numbers. Okay, so you know how I always say that all the types are connected in interesting ways, right? Well, different schools of thought believe different things, but the theory that I just mentioned about the one directional move to your stress line is widely hailed. Some people, though, argue that we have access to the negative behaviors of both of our lines and that which one we go to in times of stress just depends on each individual. For example, I have a friend who's a two, so according to the theory, twos move to eight in stress and fours in rest. When I was explaining the lines to this friend, who is pretty self-aware, they didn't resonate with a move to eight in stress. They just are not that familiar with anger. But in times of stress, they did resonate with some of the characteristics of 4s, such as escaping into a fantasy world and turning to comparisons with others. So basically, make sure that you find what's true and helpful for you, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. What's cool, though, is that if you find yourself acting out the behaviors of one of your stress lines you can use some of the helpful behaviors of your other line to try and get yourself through that tricky situation. So for example, let's say you're a two who's acting out some eight behaviors because you're stressed out. You could use some of the positive aspects of a four to get you through. Fours are very good at introspection and listening to their own emotions. So as a two, you could turn your gaze inward and spend some time caring for and indulging yourself as a way of meeting your own needs. So let's do a case study. Let's look at type 5. Fives, also known as the investigator, are analytical, observant, and insightful. They tend to be slow to trust and can be solitary creatures. Fives like to dive deep into a small number of topics and understand them fully. They are often wildly smart. However, they can also be slow to action, emotionally detached, and easily overwhelmed. Okay, so we've got a type 5 who is stressed out. Maybe there are some external expectations, perhaps it's a work thing with an upcoming deadline, and they have to make a decision by a certain point. What might this type 5 do? Well, to start, they'll do what they know how to do. They'll consider every possible angle and research it to death, because that's their strength, that's what's familiar. Now what happens if that doesn't work, or if they don't have enough time to give this decision the consideration they believe it requires? Well, now you might begin to see them act out some type 7 behaviors, because that's their stress point. You might see them throwing themselves into various activities, becoming restless and scattered, or unable to connect to or focus on one thing, even though that's one of the hallmarks of a 5. Their anxiety will increase, and to attempt to avoid the anxiety, they might seek out all manner of experiences, and all of these behaviors would seem totally out of character, except that these are all behaviors associated with their stress line. So what's a 5 to do? Well, hopefully those external limitations will lift and this type 5 can go back to baseline, but if that's taking too long or is not possible, they might consider employing some of the positive characteristics of an 8. Moving out of their head and fully inhabiting their body through movement may help them understand better what they need and spur them into action. So stress lines are super helpful because the truth is we don't always know when we're really stressed out. And I appreciate this aspect of the system because it helps give a language to what might be happening and encourages us to look at how we're behaving and go, oh, I've been acting a little different lately. I wonder if something's going on. Maybe I should look into that. Maybe I should get some help. You never know. And I think that's where we'll leave it for today. I hope that was helpful. See you soon, friends. Thank you for listening to Enneagram-ish with me, Valentine. Our logo was designed by the fabulous Ayo Yacoub, and our audio engineer is the phenomenal Frank Ogeto, who also created our theme song. If you're liking what you're hearing, please like and subscribe on your platform of choice, and come hang out with us on our Instagram page at Enneagram underscore ish. If you've got the time, consider leaving us a comment on Apple Podcasts because feedback is queen. Thanks again.